Hi, thank you for joining our next session. I think um, you'll all agree Alan's session was really informative and gave us some uh, great information. And one of the things which, which is, this is another piece to the puzzle, which um, it fascinates me really, because we always talk about data. You know, there's, there, I think nearly every webinar we've ever spoken about data, we've always had somebody say, you know, what data, what data do I need to, to use? You know, you talk about data all the time, but what is the data and, um, you know, how can I use it? So um, I'm so grateful that we've got Mary um, from Payslip and uh, David. Um, is it Cloudera, have I pronounced that right, David? Yep, that's right. It's kind of the combination <laughs> of cloud and era. Era, Claudia. <laughs> um, and they've joined us today just to run through, you know, all about global payroll data and how we can communicate that to um, C-suite. So as always, we really want this to be an interactive session. So please feel free to, you know, put any comments in the chat or any questions and um, we can hopefully uh, get around to answering those. So thank you so much. I'm going to leave you now and um, I will let you introduce yourself. So thank you once again. Thanks, Mel. Thank you, Melanie. So first of all, um, global payroll data and C-suite decision-making. So myself and David will be talking to you this afternoon or this evening or even morning, depending on what time zone that you're actually in. So I'm uh, Mary Holland. I'm the chief uh, customer officer for Payslip. I actually sit in Silicon Valley, but work for a company that is headquartered in Ireland. So at the time zone, I work in different time zones across the world. And my background, I originally started my career in finance and then was a global leader for a high-tech company that was in Silicon Valley for 10 years, and then moved over to do some consulting. And I did spend some time uh, for three years with the Global Payroll Management Institute before I uh, joined Payslip. So David, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, thanks Mary. Um, my name is David. I'm the payroll manager for Cloudera. Um, I've got responsibility for EMEA and APAC payrolls. Um, I'm, I've been working in payroll for quite some time now um, for companies like um, Logitech, uh, Quest Software, Dell, um, Ruby Networks um, and uh, Hortonworks as well, and, and now Cladera. Um, I said it's, it's, it's been a, quite a busy time for, for us since I joined uh, the company uh, all those five years ago. Um, to give an, an idea of, of the growth that, that we've seen in, in that period, um, when I joined the company, we had 200 employees in EMEA and APAC. Um, we had about 14 countries. Um, and as of today, we're up to 28 countries and 1,800 uh, employees uh, in, in, in the region. Actually, that actually includes LATAM as well, uh, which falls under the US uh, payroll manager, um, but it's, it's included international as well. Okay, thank you, David. And for everyone that had an opportunity to listen to Graham's and Alan's sessions earlier, if not, I would encourage you to listen to the recording. I know that Alan um, shared information on um, robotics and artificial intelligence that will affect um, reporting pieces. But Graham also touched on many pieces that we have important data that's sitting in payroll. Often we're not connected to the C-suite or even our stakeholders. So the importance of building that connection, making sure that we have good partnerships and that we're working together to provide that information. And some of Graham's statistics, even that somebody may not even have any connection at all with the C-suite, or they're even afraid to ask for um, tools and um, different software that can help them, 
they're not even asking that. So this, this is important that we have important data in payroll. We have the ability to share our story with senior leaders. And at the end of the day, our information can help them make key decisions for our organization so that we can all be successful and strategically working together across the organization. So today we're gonna to talk about really how payroll reporting it will help your business for effectiveness and also strategic values. We're gonna talk a little bit of some of the challenges that you, you face when you start to go on a, a reporting journey to see if you can pull the information together. Sometimes it's, just, it's the problem is where is the data being stored and how you can get access to that particular information. And then David's going to talk about the journey that Cloudera did with global reporting. Now his company has done uh, amazing things in the last year. He's actually introduced four different um, systems for the global payroll team. And one of the things that um, he will be highlighting is really his partnerships with the different teams in, in finance, HR, and his counterpart in the US um, that does manage the US payroll in LATAM. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll take any questions that you have. So please feel free to put your questions in the chat. So this is a quote from Bill Gates um, and one of the leaders that really did change our technology space and reporting. And when I like the quote in the fact that he's talking about the, the business, the idea of measuring what you're doing and the measurements then cause us to perform or do um, perform or make decisions on those actions. That's the way we thrive and be successful. I think the overall thing is if you measure it with metrics, you have the ability to know what's happening and then you can make improvements. And in some cases, when you measure, you're gonna find out that you actually are efficient. And so how do you share that measurements with senior leadership and make sure everybody knows what's really actually happening in the global payroll space? It's a very complicated space, but you two um, have the information. So when we look at what, what payroll data does uh, global payroll have, we have tons of data within global payroll. And what are we doing with this data? We're using the data to do our payroll calculations and our employees are paid um, timely and accurately. And we're making sure that tax agencies receive the tax, um, tax payments that they're due and pension payments are, are made um, timely. But all of this information is valuable to the organization. The true cost of payroll if you are an organization that has a lot of overtime, how much is your overtime premium? Would it be better to hire a new employee in the organization because you have so much overtime cost? Do you really know what that is? So that's important to look at. When we look at benefits and compensation, the benefits and compensation are big packages. We have to take a look at what is the employer cost for those benefits? Is there additional social taxes that need to be paid? In some cases, some of our organizations are grossing up those payments. So what is that true cost? Payroll has that information and we should be sharing that with the leaders that are making the decisions on strategic programs they're providing to employees and business leaders will actually know the true cost for their organization. When we look at things like stock options and that equity that is beneficial to our employees, it brings in buy-in to the company we need to make sure we understand the social tax implications in each of the countries that we're doing business in. And when I look at our friends in global mobility 
that even if you're on a short-term or long-term assignment, often the benchmark is if you have an expat, it can be two or three times their annual salary. Do we have that information readily available when somebody's making a decision to send somebody from China over to the US or, or somebody from Ireland over to Australia? Do we really know what that impact is and what the true costs will be in those different situations and how we can help the business? And payroll does have this data. Um, when I was a global leader, one of the things I worked closely with was the financial analyst to help them project what the employer costs would be each quarter. And then at the end of the tax year, gave them information on any of the social tax changes that were in place, any percentages changed, wage base limits, talked about different programs that we were offering so that they too can plan what their costs were gonna be for the coming year. Because remember, they're being measured against the results. And so it's important to communicate these, this information. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to, to make sure that we have some ability to forecast. We can make key decisions in our organization with the information that we have to share. If we have the information, we're able to measure it. We're able to measure the operations on the number of hours that the organization has for overtime. How efficient is the organization? We have visibility of the cost of the true cost of the employee. It tells the story of the organization of how many employees are needed and what the cost of benefits, salary, employer costs are so that we can make key decisions. In some cases, these key decisions are, you, are decided on where to place employees. Sometimes we move employees to lower cost locations because it's more efficient for our organization and that you have the right talent there. In some cases we have, we're putting people in, in places where we can only find that talent, but what is that cost to the organization? So in the global world we live in, we find that employees can be anywhere around the world. So we do need to measure those costs and let the organization understand what that true cost would be. So when we look at our stakeholders, um, each of our stakeholders, it's all about them in, in certain areas as we work with those partnerships. We know in operations, they really want to know what the cost is. They're, they're put on uh, a budget. They're also put on their forecast. They're also maybe, um, if they're in sales, for example, they may be, be based on how well their operation is, is working and sales commission may be associated with that or it could be an operation bonus that's each year. So they need to have information on their headcount. They need to know the tr true cost of the operation, what's actually happening. So we have that information and we can communicate that to the operations group to help them make decisions where they need people and what's the true cost of that. When we look at finance, we know finance is always looking for a general ledger, but it's beyond a general ledger. What is the cost? What are some of the trends that are there for our financial analyst? What, have, what are the audit reports that you have available so that when we do have audits, that we have the information readily available and we're always audit ready. And of course, finance always looks at that headcount. So they too need headcount information and where our employees are so they can track and monitor that. Our friends in, in HR, they provide us key information so that we can process their payroll correctly. They need information to make sure that they know what the true cost of those benefit programs that they're offering to employees. What is that cost? In some cases, we're offering programs globally, and in some cases it could be taxable in a country, 
and other cases it may not be non-taxable. And you definitely need to work very closely with HR on those particular items. Our global, our global payroll teams, of course, need the key information from who's, who are we hiring or joining into the organization, what benefits they're going to receive, what compensation they're gonna receive. All of that information needs to be pulled out and be available so that we can do global reporting. Global reporting is going to be key. We want to have the ability to be able to report at that local country level, all the way up to regional, and then of course, globally for all of your organizations. And of course, at that level, we want to be able to drill down to the individual employee who is in that organization and what the impact is for his payroll and employer cost. So how do we help the C-suite with reporting? We need to really give them a global report of what's actually happening. What is the true cost of the employee's compensation? It can be broken down into detail between salary and the different earning elements, and it can be broken down into the employer cost. How much does it cost for pension? How much is social insurance? What is your gross up things that you're grossing up? What is the true cost of the expat? If you're in a situation where you have a lot of expats, that's something that the C-suite needs to look at and where they are and what's the situation of why we're, we're setting up that arrangement. Having that information readily available and shared with the leaders timely is extremely important. Often, as Graham said earlier in his presentation, the C-suite, is their feedback is they ask for reports and they have to wait two or three days to get that report. So what is your ability to get that report? You know, when we want reporting, we want it immediately. We don't want to say, I have to wait three days to get that report, or I've been working on moving fields around. What, what is your ability and can do you have a standardized report? So they want standardized reporting, the ability to forecast in different exchange rates so that you have the ability to change it to euros or USD or whatever currency you're using. So in that global report, if I'm sitting in the US, head, I'm a US headquartered company, I'm gonna convert that all into USD. So I exactly know what the cost is. I know what exchange rate I used and I can do projections. So making sure that you have that information available. One of the things is, do you know who your C-suite executive? Have you talked to that C-suite executive? If you haven't, and you, you are in a situation with other stakeholders, pull the other stakeholders in finance and legal and HR, and all three or four of you can work together. Make a presentation, show your story, tell, uh, tell, show how payroll and the organization can help. So making sure that you're connected to that C-suite. I know one of the things Graham pointed out is sometimes you need better software and tools, or maybe even it's headcount but people aren't sharing that information. So you have the information, share what you're doing and tell the story. And the, the C-suite needs this information because they too need to plan and project what it's gonna look like two, three or four years in the future. If you're going out for funding, they need to have the story of what's really happening, what the costs are. So making sure that you have the information when they need it, making sure that you can easily provide it to them and the most important other thing is to always be re audit ready with your reporting so that when somebody does come and ask that you have the ability to share that information. So we, we look at 
Yes, we all know that we have the benefits of what we what we can provide to the C-suite, but we do have challenges to get there. So really some of the challenges that we have is we have many um, payroll providers that we're using. We don't have standard reports. I think that's pretty, uh, pretty intuitive that everyone can understand that. So what do we do with the multi-sources? Can we, do we have the ability to get technology platform that we can have global reporting that you can pull the information in from multiple sources. So you too have a standardized process and you have a global report. You're still gonna have the center of excellence in that particular country to do your payroll calculations, but you have that technology platform that you can use to bring your gross to net and details in. Looking at the challenges, often there's not any ability to make changes in the exchange rate. And when I say having the ability to make changes in the exchange rate, you may be able to put it in for once a quarter or once a month, but often our senior leaders want to forecast what happens if the exchange rate changes in the UK, what is that impact gonna be and play around with the reports in different um, currency exchanges so they can help forecast what's happening with that. So having that ability in your tool is also gonna be a win for you in payroll because you're gonna show that you strategically can help different situations. Often we use um, report writers and report writers are, are great tools. I'm not gonna not say they're not great tools, but often um, in payroll, we're very, very busy. And, the and when we want to get a basic report with a report writer, fairly easy to get that basic report. But when they ask you to connect two or three different tables or two or three different um, areas to pull data together, it becomes a little bit more complex. So then it's the challenge of who in your organization can pull those reports together, or do I have to go back out to the provider that has the report writer and get some support to build that standard report or ask some questions or hire somebody in my organization that focuses on reporting. So that's a little bit of a challenge with report writing. We often have the challenges it's not real time. So in today's world, everything has to be instantaneous. So I want that report that I'm asking for. I would like that in five minutes. I don't want to wait three or four hours. If I'm getting a phone call from a senior person, they're needing that information because they're trying to, to complete something that they need. So making sure that we understand that, that what's, what's happening today with your situation. So think about that. Making sure that we are able to deliver the information at the local level, drill it all the way down to the local level. And when I say that report should have the ability to drill down to that local level at the individual employee that's sitting in China and then bring it up to the region of APAC and then bring it up to your, your global headquarters, um, wherever you're, you're situated. So those are the some of the challenges that we're, we don't have the ability to do that. So how are we going to, to meet those challenges? So to meet those challenges, first of all, we should take a, a list or an audit of the reports we have today. So what are we, what are we uh, reporting on today? And what does our C-suite and our senior leaders want? So do we have a list of things that they would actually appreciate reports on? Have they been asking for those reports? Let's get the list together and so that we can actually strategize together how we're going to get global reporting. What is going on with our particular payroll services? What tools do we have in our particular um, reporting capability? Do we need to go out to an RFP and look for a payroll technology platform? 
that can provide technology and reporting that's needed is that uh, we need to evaluate the situation. Looking at what the vendors have for reporting, that's a, it's a great opportunity at conferences or even to go out to their websites, listen to the, the different videos, read the blogs, talk to your fellow payroll professionals and ask them, how are they meeting their reporting challenges? It's really important to find out how others are doing it because they too are key and have been in the same situation that you are in. So making sure that we actually are achieving the goal, we need to do some research, look at some statistics. We may even have to build a business case to change our, to a new platform to meet our particular goals. So those are all things that we need to think about as we move forward. So of course, I think everyone's gonna understand the reporting benefits. It's, you know, it really allows us to provide information to the leaders in our organization. It really does shine the ability that payroll is a strategic player. I often want to, to say that I often feel that uh, payroll is the center of the universe in your organization. You are the one that drives everything through the organization from making sure employees are paid. You have the information for the general ledger for the finance piece. You know where the, the employees are located you have the information for the operations. So you are key to the organization. So you are the center of the universe. We need to make sure that we're sharing that story with the leaders in our organization. We need to make sure that they have the data to make strategic decisions. It's real-time analytics so that they have the information when they need it. They have it anytime, anywhere. And when we say anytime, they have the ability to get the report in different time zones and different currencies, whatever they need to make business decisions, and that the, the, we provide the data to empower them to do their job, and we're supporting the organization that we're working for. So David, I, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about Cloudera's story and journey to get the data as key, key to the key to, the key to Cloudera's um, support for global payroll and how you're working with the C-suite and your organizations to be successful. Sure. Thanks, Mary. Um, so I suppose I'll, I'll, I'll go back a, a couple of years so when, when I first joined the company. Um, within the first few months, um, a, a request came from our CEO um, and he was looking for two years worth of, of comp data for all global employees. And um, in, in, in international, uh, we didn't really have um, a lot of, of historic records uh, on, on file, on systems. And when, when we did have them, they were in different formats and um, with different pay items each month and columns had moved on spreadsheets and stuff so um it took me i was there on my own at, at that at that point and it took me about two two weeks to um complete that that task um, and that was working late in the evenings and weekends um as well and straight away i i just said this this can't continue um because it's something that has come up in every company i've worked in um, CEO or CFO or the head of HR, somebody has come looking for comp data at some point. Um, and what I, I decided then was that we would start doing um, like an annual report that every single month we would go in and add in the, the current month's payroll to it and we build up a, a report over the course of the year. Um, and it was actually quite useful because um, there was a couple of other instances uh, in, since then that we've, we've had those requests. Um, so we had that to, to fall back on. But as Mary said earlier on, it's, it's not really ideal when you're pulling uh, data for prepared from different sources and different formats. Um, it's, and it still, it, it still involves a, a lot of work. Um, 
So our, our CFO um, actually is, is very supportive of uh, RPA um, and he really encourages um, all the, the finance teams uh, or all the teams within finance uh, to look for RPA opportunities. Um, and the reason for that is because he wants us to, he wants, he wants all of finance to be um, reviewing, have more time for reviewing and, and analysis of, of data rather than like it working in spreadsheets and moving data from one thing to the next just to get into a readable format. So um, that's kind of how our, our journey to, to where we are today had started is really to do that conversation that we had with the CFO about, about the RPA. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, then our CAO, um, he actually um, is, is a very firm believer in the internal control process. And he really wants us to, um, again, get into the review and analysis of, of, of our data every single month um, and looking for our, our approval steps and, and really get into the nitty gritty of, of, of that. Um, so from, from those two points really is where we ended up um, moving to, to Payslip um, and uh, getting the, into the, the reporting field. So with, with, the, with the reporting, um, the, it was kind of a project in, in itself. Um, I suppose we, we would have thought that our payroll data was, was standardized and our process was standardized. But as soon as we kind of started working towards the reporting module, um, we, we kind of realized that uh, it wasn't maybe as standard as we had thought in, in some countries. So I suppose over the course of, of a couple of years with different bonus schemes being introduced and some being retired, um, things had changed on, on our internal systems, but not necessarily on payroll. Um, in other cases, we may have had um, our, our local payroll vendors may have just set up one uh, pay type called bonus on their system, and they could have uh, entered several different bonuses into that. So one of the questions came up um, when, when we were talking to the um, CEO about this, this project, um, one of the questions came up about could we just use our, our finance system for that? So uh, we actually use NetSuite for, for finance. But it doesn't really give us that that level of granular detail um, where we see the different pay elements and different bonus types or the different uh, uh, pay types that that we've set up. Um, it's just really uh, your account code and your and your cost center or department code. Um, so with with this kind of a reporting setup, uh, we really get that granular detail. Um, all we we set up all new pay elements with our payroll vendors um, and we map them to a global. Um, um, uh, global pay types uh, in in this in the system, uh, so we can now run reports and we can get we can get um, uh, data by category if you want. So like a, just a particular bonus category and all bonuses fall under that, um, or we can go into more granular detail and we can get um, all the different various types of bonuses split out uh, on a report, and uh, we can do that by by employee. <clears throat> We do it by country. We can do it by uh, even payroll within within those countries. If we have two, if we have two payrolls in operation per, per country, um, so it's been it's been quite a, a challenging a challenging time to to get the data right. And I think that's the key to to the reporting piece. Um, it's your it's your data that's going into the system. Um, it's what 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 will if you put in if you put in bad data, you're going to get bad results out. So um, the, the the real key for us was to. Um, review all of our pay codes or pay elements in all the different countries, try and standardize them all if we could, um, and then map them all to global names within the reporting system. And it's been a huge, huge help to us. From, from the review and analysis side of it, um, we use it every month for approving our payroll um, because we can see prior period versus this period. Um, and also then for the accounting piece, um, we can actually use our, our reporting to do our, our flux commentary. 
Um, so again, we, we look at month on month, quarter on quarter, or even year on year. Um, again, it's all called out on, on the reporting. Previously, we would have been going back through several different spreadsheets. Like if you're, if you're talking quarter on quarter report, uh, uh, review and analysis, you're probably going to be looking at six different spreadsheets for, for one country uh, to, to get the results that, that you need. So with, um, with reporting set up properly, we can run a report now and straight away we can spot, oh yeah, um, the commission payments went up this month because there was a year-end true payment went out in, in at, at the end of the year or something like that. And um, it's very easy to, to, to see it that way. Um, so that's that's kind of where we're we're spending a lot of our time at the moment. It's, it's in that review and analysis for our month end and for our, our payroll uh, approvals. Um, Mary, have you anything else to add for, for, for that? Oh, so David, I think you, you hit on a key p point of cleaning your data up, right? So that was mm -hmm. a an exercise that I know that you worked on uh, with a, a finance leader that wanted standardization mm -hmm. for reporting. And then also uh, standardization that also you got brought in for your general ledger codes so that the general ledger codes, um, when you started your journey, were in different accounts while you were doing items. So really, it did take some work from the teams. It did, was a lot of collaboration from your team to get that pulled together. But at the end of the day, you got your standardization of all of your elements classifications and standard GL codes. And then one of the things I, I think that you also did well was the fact that you made sure if you had to add new elements, um, whatever it was, you might do and introduce a new program out there, that there was a process to make sure that it's standardized and you decided in a process, through an approval process, you know, what GL code you're going to have so that you set that up together. So I think that definitely is something that's, that was key to be successful. And when you talked about your fluctuations, um, how fast you were, when I say fast, the ability to answer the fluctuations was uh, very important because you know when we're in that quarter close or even your month close, um, information about fluctuations, especially when it's in payroll, they, they're generally the first group that has to start answering questions mm -hmm. because then it goes into the, the cost um, cost starts to build in their pieces of that operations as you go through the, the different days of closing the books. So you're able to timely give that information, which then at the end of the day, gives that C-suite executive the flux information that they have to have. And often that information that you have, whatever happens with fluctuations, increased headcount, or if you're downsizing, whatever additional expenses, those are things that often sometimes are coming up in, in key calls with um, the board of directors and that information. So the executive has the key information that they need timely and it does save you some, some time on that. So I would definitely agree. Um, your, the work that you did has positioned you, I would say it's positioned you now, but it's gonna position you for the future when we start to look at re remote employees. So let me just kind of share the, the snapshot so you can talk about really your team Mm -hmm. And really, you know, what does Cloudera, what, how many people they have, how many countries you're trying to pull together and kind of how you kind of went through that, that journey together to get the reporting so that you're able to build that out to the senior leaders. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I said there at the start of the call, we do now have 28 countries uh, with 1,800 employees um, in, in, in them. Um, so it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite busy in, in payroll. Um, it's split between uh, myself in, in Ireland, my team, and the team in the US who, who look after uh, Latin America as well. Um, and I would work very, very closely with the US payroll manager. Um, 
and our global process owner uh, for payroll as well is also based in the US. And we work very, very closely together. Um, we're, we're always kind of aligned on our on our thinking, which which really, really helps us. Um, and even when we, we first looked at, at Payslip, um, I actually spoke to um, the US payer manager and the global process owner first about it. Um, and we, we straight away could see the, the benefits that the reporting piece could, could give us. Um, especially around our, our month-end process, and as I said there a moment ago, we've we've saved uh, a, a hell of a lot of time um, with our month-end process, having having the reporting capability. Um, so from from there, I suppose we we did speak to the uh, CFO and CEO and the uh, controller uh, as well. So we we came together um, and I went through the, uh, the business case with them. Um, and as I mentioned earlier on, with the with the support for RPA um, and reviewing and, and having more time for review and analysis, um, it was I suppose it was. I won't say it was it was easy to to get it across the line uh, to to get to get to this point, but um, it was kind of in line with what the company thinking was, um, and it was it was fully supported uh, from 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 a very very senior level within within the business, um, and even when it came to the final green light from our CFO, um, he had questions like what 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 am I going to get from from the system, and we were able to answer all them for him, <clears throat> and he was happy then to to sign off on it knowing. So we're lucky as well that, that they do understand the complexities of, of payroll um, and especially um, when you're talking about international payroll where you have so many different countries, different systems and languages um, and they know how hard it is to pull all that data together um, into a, a readable format. Um, and another part of it is that we, we kind of always think that we, we, want, um, we want all of our, our reports and our, our systems and our processes to be very easily able to be understood by somebody who's just Come into the company from day one, and uh, with with kind of global reporting, um, it's very easy for for that because you can straight away look at any country and you see uh, the the data in the exact same format, the same layout, um, and it's it's just much easier for for everyone to to uh, review and and, and analyze at, at that stage. Um, another key piece to to the project was the uh, integration with Workday. Um, so out of twenty eight countries, I think we've I think we've 23 or, or 20, 20, I think we've, we've 20 connected up to work at this stage, and that covers 1,600 employees. So it, it's kind of our, our countries with the largest headcounts. Um, so we actually have very little um, countries left where we have, um, where we are actually running manual reports from Workday. Um, the, the integration has been fantastic as well. Um, again, that really helps us to standardize our, our reporting in the way that, um, the pay elements, we, we, we can be sure that whatever is entered in Workday in terms of um, bonus one-time payments or uh, salary and stuff, it goes into the correct pay element uh, in the system, uh, which will uh, obviously, as I, said, as I said, in turn, uh, give us our, our standardized reporting. And then on our, our element classifications, uh, this was a piece that um, I suppose I didn't really understand the the, the results that uh, it was kind of hard for me to picture the results of this standard um, classification for reporting until we actually got into the reporting piece once we started going live um, and then it, it all kind of started to make sense then um, and I, I know Mary we, we worked quite hard on this um, and, and with some of your, your colleagues as well uh, but we, 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 we it, was, it was certainly worth it um, so with the the standard um, element classification that's where we, we do it by, by our subcategory um, and it, it was really important for us to, to get that right because we wanted to pick um, a certain number of, of 
subcategories for for our reporting. So we kind of set up like um, salary salary which would include just monthly base pay, 13, 14th months, um, and overtime as well would, would go in there as well. And then we have um, a commission sales sales compensation, another one, stock equity compensation, um, employer costs, and and those kind of items. So it, it gives us a snapshot um, of of the costs for 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 a particular country or, or month or, or period. Um, it's very important to to get the, the standardization of it right. Um, and even as I said earlier on, there the elements themselves. We, for example, um, like overtime was something that was. Um, being booked in some countries to salaries and in, in other countries booked to bonus. Um, so all of these these items came came out when we started um, looking at the standardization process um, and then we were able to work with the global process owner for payroll um, and we we actually kind of set up a a mini payroll chart of accounts basically. We, we took our own chart of accounts from for, for the whole company um, and then we, we kind of made our own payroll one um, within that as well. So it's started working quite well. Uh, we've all of our elements mapped to the chart of accounts. Um, I know it's, it's standard across across all countries, which for the first time ever, which is which is fantastic. And that's and that's globally um, that that's been done. So it's, it's been brilliant. Um, and our partnerships then, uh, we we've always worked very well with our, our colleagues in HR and and um, in IT and our, our own finance systems team. Um, and various other departments in the company as well. And that really helped with, with this project. Um, straight away, our, our HR team were on board because I suppose HR are really the ones that are inputting a lot of the data into uh, Workday. Um, it, it, we, we don't do any of that, obviously, but um, it's the HR team that do all that and they need to understand the importance of them um, putting in the data in there and, and realizing that this is going to go into, into payroll and uh, into our, our reporting as well, um, and our, our IT team then uh, they done they done lots of work on the um, on the sign off of of having our, our data infosec and stuff in, into um, into this this reporting tool. Um, so it, it it was fantastic working with everyone, and I think um, on our on our wrap up call uh, we had nothing but but positive um, feedback from from all of the teams that were involved in in that particular um, uh, system. And I think Mary has, has moved on to the results page or the um, quotations there from some of our team, which you can have a read through them. And it was all it was all just extremely po positive. Um, it was it was fantastic to hear um, such hard work that had gone into this project from from so many different people in different departments um, over the over the couple of months. Um, and it was a, it was a, it wasn't a, an easy ride. It was. Um, it was certainly uh, tough at times because uh, we're all still doing our, our monthly payout processing. We had year end uh, as well in, in, in at the start of it, um, and we growth within growth within the team as well within the payroll team. So um, it was certainly a, a challenging time. But to hear everyone's um, feedback and, and such positivity uh, after a project uh, was was really really good. Um, it, was, it was very very heartwarming for everyone involved. I think. Yeah, I think um, during that wrap-up call, the the one thing that I um, saw as making sure that we were meeting the C-suite's um, goal, because one of David's, one of his very wish lists was he wanted global reporting. When the project started, we asked each key, key member, and that was David's big uh, request, was global reporting. So we did uh, promise that he would have it and the ability that he needed. 
and he went through the journey to get it um, all standardized and go through the process so that he's now ready for the current situation and into the future. But it was really Scott um, that was a global leader that um, David was in connection during the project, but wasn't really um, part of our everyday meetings or wasn't really that majorly involved, but David had kept him involved. But he did uh, kind of end or attend the, the wrap up meeting. And his key, his key piece is really the piece that he felt um, really, it was scalable, it was positioned for the future, it was connecting what he, was, what he needed in the digitization. So it really actually kind of sold that we did meet the, the goal to get that C-suite what we wanted, but we also met the needs of the uh, individual payroll professional that needed the reports for that particular country that they're trying to make sure that the payroll calculations are correct in a, in a country in China, making sure that the bonuses are paid timely. And then they have the information for their audits and reporting that they bring up and roll up for audits and and being ready. So that was that was kind of the key the key piece. And yes, as as David kind of highlighted, um, he had good. Uh, if I look at the project, he had good stakeholder engagement, and I think that was one of the things that that Graham also um, highlighted is that stakeholder engagement between the teams making sure that you're you're meeting with those teams and they understand the business needs that you have because we all kind of push different pieces of work. And so I think that that was definitely highlighted in this particular project. I mean, I've been involved with many projects, but the, the team really had the goal to get the reporting they wanted and make sure that they were efficient. So if anybody has any questions for David or myself, or David, if you want to to give any um, best practices as we as we close today. Um, I think you have a lot of insights that um, others on the call today would would like to hear. Yeah, I think my my big thing is um, from from the project would be the first of all the, the stakeholder engagements. Um, like HRIS were were a huge stakeholder in this project for us, with, especially with the workday integration. That was a massive piece of it. Um, and I had reached out to our HRIS director very soon after I very, very first spoke to Payslip. I think it was like a month later, I spoke to him and said, hey, this, this project could be coming up. What do you think of it? Um, and um, he even said to me after a wrap-up call as well, I said that was one of the key pieces um, to this project being a success because um, we're probably, that was probably 12 or 13 months before we even started going live, before when I had that initial conversation with him. Um, and he said it was great for him because he was able to start thinking about it and start planning for it um, and kind of even they started on their side making some changes in in, in workday and um, so that they could support this project um, and how things work in it. So um, yeah, stakeholder engagement from from the start would be uh, a key. And then um, the other big piece for me, definitely, and I mentioned it several times today, um, it's the standardization of your your pay elements um, and your your accounting practices. Um, I know some companies they may have. Um, different um let's say accounting systems in, in place for different countries but if you can if you can standardize it at all uh, that would be an absolutely massive help um to 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 uh, reporting yeah i would agree uh, david that really positions the the company to kind of look at information across the board and they have the they have the data they need depending on the groups that you're supporting because we're supporting many groups in the organization and uh, sometimes i think people forget that um, the employees is very important and all the compliance pieces that are associated with that pay.
but we're really supporting the finance and the operation teams. And, and of course, um, HR is key too, to make sure that they have the information. Yeah, absolutely. So Melanie, did you, um, I know you, you popped in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I popped in too early. So I thought I'll pop out That's again. Okay. You want to distract anyone. Um, we do actually have um, just one question before we wrap up. Um, so Ms. Uh, said, Mary, I think the main reason for not generating accurate reports is because not making sure we really know the needs of uh, or specifications of each country. For example, talking about global mobility, I face a lot of problems to get information in, in order. Um, a question on that. Yes, um, not under. I would agree. Not understanding um, all of the components when we look at global mobility. There's a whole large amount of components that are paid um, depending on where you're sending that particular uh, employee, and then also uh, what you're paying for. So each company may have uh, some have very what I call Cadillac packages, and that um, particular employee that's being sent on assignment. Um, which of course, there it's always taxable. There's no way around it. But the company is also is uh, is always most likely grossing those up. But that is a lot of cost, and understanding what that is and having that reporting, as David mentioned, do you have a standardized code that you're using? Do you have a category to pull out just that reporting, and you can drill down it to just that employee to see what that cost is for that operations. So that if you if you can share that information with the global mobility team, they can share it with operations. So they're making key decisions when they send somebody from A to B. And often I think they're they're surprised. Operations is often surprised if no one has shared that information in advance when the, the information starts to hit the ledger, why are their expenses so high? And and I know often when I do talk to people who haven't been in the global mobility space, they're really shocked when they hear it's like two times someone's annual salary. But when you start to add, you start to add up what you're giving them, and their family and education um, that you might be paying for kids, um, it does add up pretty quickly when you have to do the the gross up of taxes. So we know how what uh, the tax situation is in some of our countries. Think about our, our friends if we're sending somebody over to France not one of the low cost locations around the world. And, and that's a pretty high expense for your organization. But that's why you, you partner with the stakeholders and you share your information that you have with them so that we can all be successful. Well, thank you so much. I think we've just um, finished that on time. We do have one other uh, question which I'll share with you um, you know, post webinar and, and we can um, come back to the person's okay. answer if that's okay um so uh, mary and, and david thank you so much mary as always it's a pleasure and thank you um, i hope you can join us at our next virtual summit and hopefully at some point when we have our next virtual one obviously we've got one in um sorry face to face we've got one in november but hopefully next year we'll go back to normal we can all start seeing each other and hopefully you can come over to the uk mary and uh, do a, a you know face-to-face -face session rather than everything being virtual well, you know, you know, I'd love it since I love the UK. So looking forward to it. <laughs> so, um, David and Mary, um, if people want to contact you, they can obviously um, message you now. Um, but if they want to contact you um, afterwards, LinkedIn, the best way, do you think? Uh, yes. That'd be easiest to think. Yeah, absolutely. 
Fabulous. Okay, well, thank you so much. We have our next session starting in about sort of 12, 15 minutes. I've been exact now, 12 minutes. Um, and we have a, a short networking session now. So please, you know, this is our last networking session. So please come and join us. Um, join us on a table. And thank you, Mary and David. And we will see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Mel. Bye. Bye.